Buckle up for another Warrior Wednesday. Today, I have British-born actress Andromeda Godfrey on. She has appeared in numerous indie feature films, including Netflix's O. She is an award-winning producer and has just finished her first feature film. You can find her work on Netflix and Amazon Prime if you're located in the United States. She's going to share how stepping back into her passion of acting at the age of 40 required her to rewrite some of her personal stories and overcome limitations. But finding her joy set in motion, success in her life, and what she creates on film. But before we get started, make sure that you leave a great review for this podcast because by doing so, it helps raise the algorithms and puts the podcast in the hands of more women, allowing us to transform more lives. And if you aren't already, make sure to visit the show notes because the doors are open for Evolution 10X Masterclass. You won't want to pass this up because the doors won't be opening for at least four more months. Now, Let's get to the interview on today's Cosmic Valkyrie podcast with your host, me, Lynn Louise. You're listening to the Cosmic Valkyrie. I'm your host, Lynn Louise. My Dharma is to help you through rapid recovery from past trauma. My rapid recovery method will call your voice back home so you can reconnect with your inner wisdom and trust moving you from observer to creator, and manifesting the life that you've always desired. I combined ancient healing and wisdom with subconscious reprogramming to help you ascend and align with your higher purpose. You will integrate with your cosmic consciousness to create the expansion and success you came to earth to experience. I'm honored you're here. Before we get started, let me state my standard disclaimer that all the answers on this podcast and in general are for informational and educational purposes only, and in no way a substitute for individual medical or mental health advice. Today I have Andromeda Godfrey. She is an actress from the UK. She has been inspiring me on Instagram for over a year now. I've been stalking her on social media. I wanted to bring her on to share her own personal journey and what it was like stepping into her higher purpose and acting at the age of 40. So to start us out, Andromeda, just tell us a little bit about who you are, what films you may have been in, and just a little bit about you. Uh-huh. So it's, it's such the question that actors hate hearing is, so what would what, what I have seen you in? And we're like, oh, <laughs> I've done um, quite a few horror type films. I often play the mother to the child who will be getting killed. <laughs> um, it's a kind of a theme with me. Is I'm usually playing the mom in most of the things that I'm in, which I embrace wholeheartedly. I am a mom and I love playing moms. And then most recently I shot a film called The Statistical Probability of Love at First Sight, which is going to be released later in the year and great cast. Great role again, once again, the mother to the lead character, uh, Haley Lee Richardson. I love it. We might dive a little bit more deeper into that because I'm a huge fan of Reese Witherspoon. I've been a fan of Reese Witherspoon for a long time. And I know in the U.S., 
she started her own production company because she saw there were no women for main roles being called over the age of 40. And she was like, I'm going to change that. Uh, Funny that you say that because I have a production company as well. And I started that at the same time as I started acting. So I produce as well. And I, our ethos was the same to start creating roles for women and other marginalized groups. Yeah. It's, it's part of my whole journey. So yeah. Oh, I absolutely adore that. Yes, it is such an important part of bringing us back into our power. So my higher purpose is I'm creating an army of women to put us back on the throne that we have been written out of for 3,700 years. And we're going to be the upper 1%. The doors to the age of Aquarius have opened and we are like forging forward. I see your frown. (laughs) Yeah, I'm really, this is something I'm so passionate about. I agree. So I want you to share some of your journey and the direction your life took and then how you finally stepped into acting and opening this production company. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, when I was six, I saw my stepmom in a TV show and I was just like, what? You can do that? That's that's something that you could do with your life? And I was just totally just like, wow, that is so cool. Did a little bit of acting in school. And then when I hit about 13, my self-esteem just hit an all-time low. My high school years were tough. You know, I could look back on it and say there was some trauma involved. And then I decided to go to university to take a photography degree, which is exactly the opposite of being in front of the camera. I now put myself behind the camera. And then after that, I was just, I had a vision of having children young. When I was 24, I had my first child and subsequently had two more after that. And I devoted myself to being a mom. I was in a lucky enough position where I didn't have to go off and work full-time. I worked part-time. And later on in life, I now see that the reason why it was so important to me was because family is such a huge uh, value of mine. So I've stopped beating myself up about, well, why didn't you try earlier? Just think where you'd be now if you hadn't chosen your kids and your family over a career. I've made peace with that. My time is now. I have a couple of things I want to ask you. When you went the photography route, what was the interpretation to you? Was it being able to still be present in a art form that is imagery based, but yet hiding behind the camera? Absolutely. Yeah. Because even now I still love to take photographs. I love beauty. Beauty, it moves me. You can often find me on the beach crying at sunset. Beauty is is a big part of, of my life. So I think taking photographs is part of that capturing that beauty, but I was able to hide behind it and not be seen. Then you mentioned having that value of family. In my generation, I'm 54 and I've been a feminist from day one. Like I popped out of the womb and I was like, I'm a feminist. And my mom raised me that way. There was this point in the 70s, 80s, 90s, I think probably even to this day, where women that stayed home and took care of their children were not included in that. And it always ate me up because I don't see any thing more feminist and more admirable than putting family as a priority and raising children. For me, even not being a mother, I always thought that was the most powerful way to show up as a woman. I applaud you for that. And finally, not beating yourself up over the story that it wasn't enough. Yeah. That awful, self-defeating story that you're not enough. I think more women than not start out all powerful and then get beaten down through junior high and high school. It's some of the most tumultuous times for every woman that I work with. Most of the women in my audience, myself, I was sexually assaulted at 15. 
that whole dynamic starts shifting and we lose track of who we are. Absolutely. And it takes a while to kind of recover. I feel like that's kind of why I'm now, you know, I'm 52 now. And I, and I, I kind of look at myself in some ways as a late bloomer. I, I'm unpacking stories still all the time, you know, just unpacking and becoming more who I am all the time. I believe that the journey in which we are here on earth is meant to be. And a lot of people are surprised when I say, I probably signed a contract for those sexual assaults before I even came in. And I could look back and go, oh my God, it took me until my 40s to completely heal from that. But here's the fact. I had to experience everything that I experienced up until that point and to this day and every day forward in order to step into my power and truly show up for women and serve at a deeper level. These are the lessons that we came here as cosmic. Absolutely. That cliche of the onion kind of just keep on going deeper and deeper and deeper. And you kind of think, oh, I thought I dealt with that. Ah, uh, no, you haven't. <laughs> I love it. So what was the turning point? What was the moment when you decided, I'm going to go back into film. I'm going to step into that, open a production company. Um, it was interesting, you know, it, it kind of coincided with a friend of mine dying. He was quite young, must have been in his 30s, and he died suddenly. He was hit by a car, and I was just kind of stepping into getting back into acting, and I was just about to find, get a new agent, and my friend died, and it just like this kind of feeling came over me, and it was like, I have to do this. I have to try. I have to put my energy into this. I have to make this my focus because life is over in an instant. I always feel like I've got him with me, pushing me on. And then when it comes to making the production company, I started it with one of my best friends in high school and she likes to write, I like to act. So we started making short films. And that was kind of, in a way, was to make work for us so that neither of us were just waiting around for something to happen. And We created some really great stuff. We've just uh, released our first feature a couple of years ago and it's been dubbed and that's quite cool. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, now we're working on our next film and it's exciting to be the boss, to be be in charge of the creation. I love that. And then I absolutely adore being on set and being the actor. You're very taken care of and it's very nice to be so taken care of. I allow that taking care of me. So yeah, it fulfills both sides of my kind of creativity. That's amazing. Hitting 40 in film and even in music, women take a punch and all of a sudden you may have been a lead role in your 20s and maybe 30s, but then you hit 40 and now you're looking at completely different roles. And I think it's amazing that you're taking it upon yourself to really change that in the UK. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny because, you know, I didn't have, I didn't really have an opportunity to have those roles when I was younger because I wasn't in the game then. It definitely, there were a lot of stories going into becoming an actor at 40, stories about being too old, too old to start off, to be taken seriously. I had a lot of people telling me, well, if if a casting director doesn't know who you are by the time you're 40, then they're just going to disregard you. And I'm starting at 40. So I had to unpack a whole bunch of stories around that. Am I good enough? I didn't even know if I could really act at 40 because I didn't go to drama school. But I found myself a really fantastic acting school, acting class. It's all about us being human beings. And yeah, it's, it's fantastic. We create our own destiny. Yes, absolutely. We do. And the thing is, is it's never too late for anything. 
No, no. Just acknowledging that we belong here. You know, we have a place. We belong. What sign are you? Gemini. That perfect balance between behind the camera and in front of the camera. Yeah. I love the dichotomies of Geminis. They're twins, but they're very different twins too. Yeah. So I want to ask you, because your name is so unique. The first time I read it on Instagram, I thought to myself, holy shit, the stories that have to be around that and how to step into that power. Andromeda is an incredibly powerful name. Really, really powerful name. My dad actually named me Andromeda and he names me after a character in a TV show from the 60s called A for Andromeda. And the actress who was playing Andromeda was Julie Christie, and he really liked Julie Christie. So I caught called Andromeda, but from a very young age, I was nicknamed Chicky. So all my family and friends call me Chicky. And it took me so long to land in the name Andromeda because it's such a big and powerful name. And I think there was quite a big part of me for many, many years in my life where I was afraid of my own power. I was afraid of how powerful I was and I was playing small and I couldn't expand into the name Andromeda. But now I am Andromeda and I feel it, feels good. I feel full of who I be and yeah, I'm I'm stepping into my power. So I come from a space where I believe that we choose our names before we show up here. And just the frequency around the name Andromeda is so powerful that saying it makes you excited and feel just so courageous and unstoppable. And I can see hitting face in your teens where it could have been incredibly overwhelming to think about Mm. stepping into that Mm. energetic space. Yes. When did you start using it? Was it when you decided to become an actress? Well, I I used it. I mean, it was still my name, you know, for legal purposes. But as soon as someone I met someone, I was pretty much Chicky. Maybe the first time I said, hi, I'm Andromeda, but you can call me Chicky type thing. I think it's the same time as coming into being an actor and a producer and a filmmaker. It's all kind of happened at the same time. You know, when I was 40 is when I started to feel my power. It's that shift. Yeah. The shift so close to our sexual prime. It's like we've gone through that chaotic craziness that happens during your sexual prime when you're hungry for everything and you're just like, everything tastes so good. Everything's amazing. Like life is just on a plate for you, right? And then you hit 40 and all those hormones start calming down. And it's like, wait, I can harness all this energy. I can harness all this power. I can step into my purpose. And in all honesty, for the listeners that are younger, life doesn't get complicated with menopause. It's not scary. You become even more powerful. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm through my menopause. I have to say that I think perimenopause was a bit tricky, but I kind of, I, I kind of sailed through menopause. I think a lot of the reason why I didn't feel a lot of the symptoms is because I was on my path and I kind of knew what I was doing and I felt sure of where I was going. I don't want to discredit anyone's journey through menopause because I know that, you know, everyone has a different story, but for me, it was pretty, pretty manageable. Mine was too. And I think that what helped me through it was I'm a runner, I'm a marathoner. So I pay attention to what I eat, the amount of water I drink, the exercise, crystals by the bedside, all this other stuff. All these ancient healing methods that made it really easy for me. I didn't experience hot flashes like most women do. But 
I also took supplements. I did all these other things to make it manageable. I didn't even notice I was going through it. I'm going to be completely honest because it was just part of my process. Yeah. Yeah. These are the things I do to stay healthy. Therefore, it just came with ease. And like you said, every woman has a different journey with that. Every single woman. And just because I did all those doesn't mean if you do everything like that, it will be easy. Yeah. Yeah. Because we all have our own stories. So I'm going to add a link to your website in the show notes. Definitely want to include your film that you released in South America that's been dubbed. Oh, yeah. And in the U.S. Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. Is there one thing that you would like to share before we jump off? Any words of wisdom? Well, I'm a real big Florence Scovel Shin fan. Her complete works are like my Bible, basically, and I kind of pour over them. Some of my favorite kind of sayings that keep me going come from there. And like, you know, lack and delay, crumble away as I enter my promised land under grace in perfect ways. Kind of like affirmations, but it's kind of like just keeping your mind healthy by choosing good thoughts that you repeat until they become a part of you. Your life flows so much nicer, I believe. I adore Florence Scovel Shin, and I often talk about it in my Facebook group and in my courses. I have her on repeat. I don't normally have a lot of music. I don't play a lot of that stuff until later in the day because I really like my quiet time up until about four o'clock. But if it's four o'clock and I'm doing the dishes, boom, she goes in. Yeah. She's the grandma of kind of new manifestation, I think. Yeah. And also, you know, have a strong morning routine. A strong morning routine sets you up for the day, just gets you into that right frame of mind, gets you into alignment and gets you going. So important. And that is the very first pillar that we address in my masterclass is you have to start developing that foundational morning. It does. It sets you up for the rest of the day. And I've noticed that you have been going to the beach and taking a dip in the freezing water first thing in the morning. Oh my gosh, it's just amazing. Kind of like in love with it. It's just so invigorating. (laughs) I totally agree. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story with my audience. They're absolutely going to adore it. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. If you love helping others, then please share this via social media with your friends and family. If you found value in it, they will too. Also, if you have questions, I'm here for you. You can email questions to thecosmicvalkyrie at gmail.com. I may even use one of your questions for future podcast episodes. And finally, I do have a personal request. I believe that we're all here to help each other heal, grow, and evolve. So if you would please leave a nice review on iTunes, I would be forever grateful and together we could transform more lives.